Well, good evening, America. It is 7 p.m. It's Thursday, September 17th, and this is Queer News Tonight, the world's first live LGBTQ daily evening news. Uh, it is time to queer up the news. Watch as we bring you these and other stories from the LGBTQ headlines. Disney, PlayStation, and Sky join 100 other companies in supporting trans rights. And the Democrat who opposed equal marriage is defeated by a gay drag queen in a landslide victory. Caitlyn Jenner condemns homophobic, transphobic Joe Rogan after podcaster misgenders her. And Lifetime's first gay Christmas movie will star real-life husbands. Yay! So this evening, Thursday at 8 p.m., Gay Town Hall is going to bring together the most diverse cast of LGBTQ communities you will ever see in America to discuss one of the great tragedies of our era. There is going to be no peeps this year for gay Christmas, which is Halloween. It is an outrage. So, good evening again, America. It is 7 p.m. Thursday, September 17, 2020, and it is time to queer up the news. We are literally out of the closet and into the headlines. So many of your stories we are going to tell this evening on Queer News Tonight. Tonight on the world's first live daily queer evening news show. Tonight's news about the gay community and the news from an LGBTQ perspective. Are our gay stories important to you? In headlines, politics, entertainment, gay culture, travel, religion, and more. Reported by respected anchors. Out of the closet and into the headlines on Q News Tonight. Well, thank you, America, for joining Queer News Tonight. We are live. This is an unedited evening gay uh, evening news show, so anything can happen. And this evening, we bring you the news of and a perspective from the LGBTQ community. Now, you'll know why I'm a little scared that this is live, because I'm your anchor, Al Ferguson. But tonight, this is my co-anchor, and welcoming back, Napoleon Plays. And our special guest host, Athena Dion. Hello, everybody. All right. I'm a little scared. Here we go. So let's queer up the news. Tonight, we begin with queer headlines. The LGBTQ community in America is diverse. The LGBTQ community around the world is vast. And we are going to bring you the bullet points of queer news for today, Thursday, September 17th, 2020. Let's begin by queering up the USA. Attorney General Barr wanted to sue the lesbian mayor of Seattle over protest. Hmm, watch this. The New York Times reported that William Barr asked the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division to explore charging Mayor Jenny Durkin for letting protesters establish the Capitol Hill Occupied Protest Zone, or CHOP, back in June. A few blocks of Capitol Hill were barricaded for weeks this summer, as you'll remember, after police officers abandoned the East Precinct. The president repeatedly threatened both Mayor Durkin and Governor Jay Inslee with federal intervention. The article also alleges Barr asked authorities to explore sedition charges against violent protesters. 
The Seattle mayor, Jenny Durkin, on Wednesday said a report that Attorney General William Barr suggested prosecutors consider filing charges against her is, quote, chilling and the latest abuse of power from the Trump administration, end quote. Barr, the New York Times reported, asked prosecutors in the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division to investigate if they could charge Durkin, the mayor, as a result of protests this summer, when some protesters established a police-free zone in downtown Seattle. It is probably not a coincidence that a proud out lesbian has been one of the most frequent targets of the Trump administration, as she has refused to bend to their will multiple times all throughout the summer. This shouldn't be coming as any shock. Consistently, the LGBTQ people have been put as the forefront of any kind of attack. Uh, we're seeing this now right here, even in Seattle, a generally open place. And while these protests are necessity because of human rights being pushed forward, even there we see the mayor attacking us for what we believe in and human rights. I think it's no surprise that Donald Trump is coming for a strong, powerful woman holding a seat of power. I mean, he obviously doesn't like what the people are protesting and he is once again taking to Twitter and now he's trying to attack her uh, with uh, lawyers and whatnot. I don't think anything's gonna come of this. I think it's unlawful and I think he's just showing his true colors once again. Yeah, I agree with both of you, but let me take the attention off of Donald Trump onto Attorney General Barr. He is likely the most dangerous person in America because through his power as attorney general, he almost has unlimited power. The election on November 3rd is so incredibly important and we're not talking about the attorney general and the Justice Department is one of the reasons why you should vote, but it is one of the number one reasons you should vote. Yeah. Uh, we queer up the USA. The sickening first trailer for Drag Race Holland is out. And we love it. Watch now. So today is probably the craziest day of my life. Uh, as you know, I wasn't in a coma. I wasn't on vacation to the Bahamas. I wasn't on some kind of work trip. I wasn't going to see family in a distant country. I am cast on Drag Race Holland season. One. And I'm ready to share everything with you! So let's get into it. It is no secret that Drag Race has taken the world by storm. And now Rue is looking for the first Dutch Drag Race superstar in the latest spin-off, Drag Race Holland. Guest judges include YouTube sensation Nikki Tutorials, who came out as transgender earlier this year, Senna Wallace DeVries, singer Roxanne Hazes, fashion designer Cleus Iversons, and many more fantastic names. I guess the girl already took over America. So now it's time to take over Holland next. Wouldn't put it past through. I am so excited about this. Uh, personally speaking, I have worked with two of the girls that are actually going oh, to be on the show. Excellent. As many of you may know, or many of you may not know, I go to Mykonos every summer, and two of the girls that are on uh, the Holland uh, Drag Race work with me over the summer, so to see two of my close friends and sisters that I spent all this time with on TV is going to be amazing. I'll be tuning in, maybe have a viewing party, we'll see. <laughs> but it's really exciting. How great that we have Drag Race going on in Holland, and we have a drag queen 
uh, hosting Q News tonight. I think both of those things I are I know, so happy to be with Napoleon here tonight. Yeah. <laughs> and also to my very, very good friend, Power Infinity, who is host at It's Happening Out in Gay Town Hall. Uh, Napoleon being here tonight and Athena Dion being here tonight. I can't sh wait to share with you every baited moment about RuPaul because I know you can't wait to hear all about it. Well, I would absolutely love to bait some of those Holland drag queens. They are definitely very sexy, and they might be my favorite. No Aryan love involved, but yes, it is. Oh my god, you guys. Well, let's queer up some entertainment. Lifetime's first gay Christmas movie will start a real-life husband's. Exclusion of LGBTQ stories from holiday movies is now a thing of the past, and now Lifetime has upped the stakes with the announcement that it's cast for the gay-themed holiday movie, The Christmas Setup, which will star real-life married couple Blake Lee and Ben Lewis. Lewis and Lee's love story began in 2010 when they randomly met in the bathroom at Grauman's Chinese Theater in Hollywood for the premiere of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, which co-starred Lee. Lee returned to his seat and jokingly told his friend, I just met the man I'm going to marry at the urinal. Good call, Mr. Lee. <laughs> next we uh, queer, I love that story. Uh, next we queer up entertainment by reporting Caitlyn Jenner condemns homophobic, transphobic Joe Rogan after podcaster misgenders her. In an episode of the podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience that aired on September 11th, Joe Rogan joked joked that Jenner had transitioned because she had lived with the Kardashians. Dead naming and misgendering Jenner throughout, Rogan said, quote, maybe if you live with crazy bitches long enough, they're fucking turning you into one. Maybe you go crazy, end quote. Those were his words, by the way. In response, Jenner called Joe Rogan an ass and that her girls had more money and more success than Rogan ever would have, saying the only reason Rogan has any fame is because he puts down others. Clearly, Joe Rogan still has a few things to learn about what it means to not be transphobic. We queer up vote 2020. Democrat who opposed equal marriage defeated by gay drag queen in landslide victory. Earl Jacques Jr., who has sat in the Delaware House of Representatives since 2009, lost out to progressive challenger Eric Morrison, a popular local drag queen who performs as Anita Mann, <laughs> and we love to see it. Morrison claimed over 61% of the votes in Tuesday's Democratic primary. During the campaign, Morrison had faced attacks from Jacques because he performed in drag at a fundraiser, which seems to have backfired spectacularly, as anyone who has ever been to a drag show can tell you that they are a fantastic time. It seems that voters had more of an issue with bigotry than drag this year, although that is a lesson Jacques learned too late. Mm. Well, I guess I know what my next career move is, that's for sure. <laughs> Politics, here I come. But let's go ahead and queer up religion. Christian Kroger employees sue for being forced to wear a heart on their uniform. They say it's gay. 
The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission is suing Kroger on behalf of two former Christian employees for anti-Christian bias because of a rainbow heart on their uniforms. The heart that troubled them so much is mostly blue with red and yellow on the outside, which for any of our lovely viewers who may not know is not LGBTQ related in any way. Kroger hasn't publicly said that the heart was meant to imply support for the LGBTQ people, Sometimes a heart is just a heart. The former employees seek back pay and other undisclosed compensation. Next week, Queer Up the World. Bachelet highlights LGBTQ rights abuses in the UN's Human Rights Council speech. UN High Commissioner for Human Rights, Michelle Bacalek, uh, has on Monday highlighted LGBTQ rights abuses in Poland and Honduras during her speech at the opening of the UN Human Rights Council's latest session in Geneva. Bacalek expressed concern about the continuing repression of LGBTI people and activists in Poland, including restrictions on their freedom of assembly and the government's support for towns that have turned themselves using unacceptable language like LGBTQ free zones. It is promising that a story Queer News Tonight has been covering for months is finally getting the attention of the United Nations. Now we need to see if action taken to remedy the situation occurs. As someone from Polish descent, I am very grateful to hear that it might be moving forward. Next, we queer up the world. Barbados to recognize same-sex civil unions. The government of Barbados announced its intention to recognize same-sex civil unions on Tuesday. Governor General Dame Sandra Mason made the announcement in the annual address given at the opening of Parliament. Mason was quick to note the government was not proposing marriage equality, stating instead that the issue will be put before the people of Barbados in a later public referendum. However, she pointed out that Barbados exists within a global community and needed to evolve as a society in regards to LGBTQ rights if it wished to remain active in trade with the outside world. All right, let's queer up entertainment. SNL adds black lesbian cast member Punky Johnson. Johnson's past credits include Space Force, Corporate, Adam Ruins Everything, and Bill Burr Presents The Ringers. She performs regularly at Hollywood's famed Comedy Store and appeared as the Just for Laughs, at the Just for Laughs Festival in 2019. Johnson is open about her LGBTQ identity in her material, which is very well received among her audience. Johnson joins Bowen, Yang, and Kate McKinnon in the show's contingent of LGBTQ cast members. Next, let's queer up business. We report tonight that Disney, PlayStation, and Sky join 100 other companies in supporting trans rights. More than 136 organizations have stood in solidarity to collectively recognize transgendered rights or transgender rights in a public statement. Stonewall, a major LGBTQ charity in Britain, announced the news through their chief executive, Nancy Keller. He said, quote, we're proud of all of the business leaders who today are coming out for trans equality, end quote. All these companies are sending a powerful message to trans communities that leading businesses have their backs. And that is exactly right. Uh, we all need to continue to make clear that trans rights are human rights. Next up, we have Queer Up the USA. 
Oregon's LGBTQ community mobilizes during apocalyptic wildfires. In Oregon this past weekend, 500,000 people were under some sort of evacuation order. That's nearly 10% of the state's population, displacing tens of thousands and leaving many without homes to go back to. Wild Women, a nonprofit lesbian organization led by founder Jean Hanna, had seen enough. Lesbians, drag queens, and queer folk of all stripes came together to help save each other's pets, homes, and even their sanity at such a tragedy and shows what happens when our LGBTQ community can pull together for each other. An important lesson, especially in the year 2020. Absolutely. Let's queer up the world. Saudi Arabia allows Netflix to stream Queer Eye and Orders the New Black in exchange for a troubling compromise. It should be a happy day that Saudi Arabia has allowed the airing of such LGBTQ-friendly shows like Orange is the New Black and Queer Eye. However, the price paid is a brutal one. Last year, an episode of Patriot Act with Hassan Minaj aired an episode heavily crit critiquing Saudi Arabia, which the Saudi government demanded that Netflix pull down from their service in the country. That was when Netflix did it with the caveat that it would be the last time the Saudis dictated something in their country, which the government agreed to, and thus why the LGBTQ programming is now allowed in the country. Hmm, interesting. Well, next, let's catch up on all the news surrounding COVID-19 with our segment we call Quarantine Quickies. The first story tonight is our daily reporting of the coronavirus facts, especially important to the LGBTQ community. First, we report on coronavirus case numbers. Based on standard acceptance of the LGBTQ being 7% of population, the world's LGBTQ COVID-19 cases now stand at 2,116,435, while America's LGBTQ COVID-19 cases stand at 479,092. We remind you that America is ground zero of the world's pandemic. The USA is just 4.4% of the world's population, and today America is 22.6% of all of the world's cases. Next, we report on coronavirus deaths. The world's LGBTQ COVID-19 deaths now stand at a staggering 66,383, while America's LGBTQ COVID-19 deaths stand at 14,122. The USA is 21.2% of all of the world's deaths. Quarantine Quickies. Maine super spreader event becomes warning to entire LGBTQ community. Watch this. Health officials in Maine are on high alert after one of the deadliest super spreading events in the country. More than 175 positive COVID-19 cases and now seven deaths, all linked to one wedding held in the state last month. Those who died weren't even at the wedding, health officials say. These are all individuals who got COVID from somebody who was at the wedding or somebody who got it from somebody else at the wedding. Guests attended the ceremony at Tritown Baptist Church in East Millinocket on August 7th and celebrated at the nearby Big Moose Inn. Roughly 65 guests were there, violating the state's executive order capping indoor gatherings at 50 people. LGBTQ community beware. 
if we don't get over our habit of partying carefree, this could very well be us. A rural church wedding and reception on a beautiful day in the shadow of Mount Katahdin was no doubt a happy day, but it has spread misery ever since. That single event on August 7th is linked to outbreaks in at least two other locations in Maine, with more than 170 people contracting the virus and seven deaths since. None of those who died actually attended the wedding and reception. The first of the deaths was reported in Millinocket, where no one has tested positive for several weeks. The town manager said Wednesday, six other deaths were residents of Maplecrest Rehabilitation and Living Center in Madison. Another example of our actions having more of an impact than we may think. We absolutely need to be vigilant with staying at home, social distancing, uh, you know, thinking about where we're going, who we're surrounding ourselves with. The parties can wait. We have to get through this first. I'm a drag queen. I want to go out and party as much as the next person. But let me tell you something. Stay home <laughs> or be safe. And uh, you want to go out and perform as much as possible. It, it Absolutely. Creates, uh, an impediment to your partying uh, and your performance, your business. Um, but this is an important story for the LGBTQ community because it is an example of how um, our responsibility can have dramatic effect on people that we don't even know. That's why this event in Maine is so significant uh, to our entire community. A lot of times the LGBTQ community cares about humanity. Lean into that care and just remember that maybe going out to a party this one time, it can be put off a few months until we have a vaccine, not necessarily something that you don't trust, but something that we know will work. We've got to get through this together. We're, we're coming in on the end. Please don't be selfish. Please don't be foolish. And wear a mask. Right. Wear a mask. Especially Al. A full mask or just the mouth, the mouth mask? Okay, moving on to quarantine quickies. Trump called the CDC director's timeline for coronavirus vaccine a mistake. Watch this. You got the message, maybe confused. I saw the statement, I called him, I said, what did you mean by that? And I think he just made a mistake. So y'all had the call, you said that you told him that he had made a mistake. What was his response? No, I didn't tell him anything. I said, what happened? And I got the impression that he didn't realize he said what he might have said. I didn't see him say it. Okay, well, let's let you hear him say it. Here is Dr. Redfield today under oath. I think there will be vaccine that initially be available sometime between November and December, but very limited supply and will have to be prioritized. If you're asking me when is it going to be generally available to the American public so we can begin to take advantage of vaccine to get back to our regular life, I think we're probably looking at third, late second quarter, third quarter, 2021. Robert Redfield, the director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, has told a Senate panel that he thinks it will take one year before a coronavirus vaccine will be generally available to the American public. On the other hand, Donald Trump, the director of nothing scientific or medical in his entire life, <laughs> says that Redfield made a mistake in his vaccine timeline and that it will be available well before that. Trump is quoted as saying, when he said it, I believe he was confused. I'm just telling you, we're ready to go. 
there's a man who never sounds confused about the facts, our president, Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, there's a bullseye. Uh, Athena's joke, which is the actual, <laughs> Athena's joke is the bullseye. Um, I want to draw attention to what Redfield said in the hearing. The vaccine is likely, if it comes, in whatever time frame it comes, will be 70% effective. He added the soundbite, wear a mask. If we wore masks for 12 weeks, we would have COVID completely under control because a mask is 95% effective. Wear a mask. Yeah, I just want to take this opportunity to say that Joe Biden has also said that he will make sure that the vaccine is available on a more liberal basis to people that aren't just rich or aren't just endangered, but that spaces out the community to actually help us as an organization and as a society. Uh, vote Joe Biden. <laughs> Listen, there's no doubt that a vaccine is on the way. The world is racing to the finish line to get one. Uh, until then, the basic thing we can do is wear a mask, like everyone's been saying. If we would have done that from the very beginning, just masked up and stayed home, we would probably be in the clear right now, being able to go out and party or do whatever. But until then, since we didn't do that, wear a mask. Yeah, absolutely. Next week, continuing Quarantine Quickies by reporting HHS spokesman Caputo to take medical leave after reportedly accusing CDC officials of plotting against Trump. Watch this. Health and Human Services Communications Chief Michael Caputo announced a leave of absence today. It comes after he urged President Trump's supporters to prepare for a left-wing armed insurrection. In a statement, HHS announced Caputo's leave would last for the next 60 days in order for him to, quote, focus on his health and the well-being of his family. An aide to Caputo, Paul Alexander, is leaving the department permanently. Over the weekend, Caputo accused government scientists of withholding effective COVID-19 treatments to hurt President Trump in a bizarre Facebook Live video. He also criticized Democrats and said he was under attack by the media. The Department of Health and Human Services announced on Wednesday that Michael Caputo, a former Trump campaign official who took over as the top spokesman for the Department of Health and Human Services earlier this year, will take a 60-day leave of absence. The move comes after Caputo reportedly said in a now-deleted video posted Sunday on his personal Facebook page that scientists at the Center for Disease Control and Prevention were engaged in sedition against President Donald Trump. This must be great news for Caputo, who now has plenty of time to devote to finding the deep state conspiracy against President Trump. Of course, our guest anchor, Athena Dion, is known for more than just her ability to cover the news excellently. She also entertains people in their cars for the right price, allegedly. Wait, wait, maybe that came out wrong and I shouldn't have said it that way. But Athena on Friday, October 2nd, is going to be part of an exciting event, the first in Florida called Drive-In Divas Drag Show going to be held right here in the gayest place on planet earth we're very excited to hear about this and uh, q news tonight and all of the platform shows of happening out television network 
our sponsors to help uh, in the promotion of this event. So, Athena, uh, we're happy you're here tonight. You're doing a great job telling Thank you. News. Have you ever done anything like this before? I have done a few. I've done it a few times, but working with such an experienced panel, this is my first. Yes. So, thank you so much for having me. And tonight. is there any truth to the rumor that you are very experienced in cars, also? I have entertained in quite a few cars in my day, but this is the first <laughs> time I'm doing a drive-in drag show. Exactly. And we'll just leave it at that. How All about right. that? All right. I'm going to let you <laughs> off the a lot hook. less. Right. I'm going to let you off the hook. Tell us a little bit about uh, what's going to happen on October 2nd. Okay, so October 2nd is going to be a really exciting event. I don't know. I think it's the first time this is actually being done in South Florida. Um, if it's not, it's definitely going to be the biggest. So what we're doing is basically like a drive-in theater, which I'm sure everyone has heard about if you haven't been to one. We're doing a drive-in well, drag the 50s, show. Maybe, like the right? 50s. I don't well, know. You, you were tell there, me. You I wasn't it. there at the time. But <laughs> uh, listen, it's going to be like a drive-in drag show. So there's going to be a huge stage and a huge LED screen. The queens are going to come out. The cars are going to be parked and lined up and we're ultimately going to entertain everybody from the social distance safety of their cars and our stage. We're going to have cash app uh, for all the queens on the screen behind us so you can virtual tip because you know a queen's got to work hard for the dollar and it has some South Florida favorites. We have Erica Norell, TP Lords. It's hosted by Daisy Dead Pedals, no stranger to performing in cars either might I add. Uh, Nicole Halliwell, <laughs> uh, Rihanna Patron, Morphine Love and myself. So it's an all-star cast. It's going to be right here in Fort Lauderdale. There's two shows. 8 p.m. and 10 p.m. and I am so psyched to do it and I think if it goes over really well we may do it again and again so it's exciting. Uh, everyone uh, here at uh, Q News tonight uh, is happy to get behind this project. Uh, we have become very uh, pro uh, our entertainment community. No one has been hit harder in the LGBT community by percentage than our drag queens. Our entertainers have been hit right square between the eyes. As I look at that pretty face right now, that's exactly what I'm thinking is what? Uh, no. Hey, you're not supposed to be looking at me, Al. Come on. shoot on my face, it's not a bad thing, but not when the pandemic does. Okay. Okay, right. <laughs> I don't want to be hit that hard by a pandemic. Right, and uh, you expect, uh, expect this to be a sellout, I imagine? I, I think it come. may, I don't know, it's close to being sold out. So go to the link provided, buy the tickets, check. Um, it's sure to be sold out uh, as we get closer to the date. And you don't want to miss it because yeah. it's going to be a great time. I'm, I'm going to be on the stage. Uh, I'm going to uh, poke fun of you and Daisy Dead Pedal. Are you going to be in drag? And, uh, or are you going to be masked up? Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be masked <laughs> up. Exactly, exactly right. So, uh, South Florida, and, and by the way, it's a perfect weekend. Uh, for those of you in Florida, uh, if, uh, if you want to come into South Florida, this is a perfect event to pick and come and participate in. Any uh, final thoughts, uh, Napoleon, you want to say about drive-in divas? I am definitely excited to see this. I've seen a lot of drive-in divas, but none as pretty as Athena is right across the table. Thank you. So we'll have to make sure to go and have a good time. I want a little bit of everyone. Next, and they need I to put us on roller skates serving the food. That'll yeah. be great, like at a Sonic or something. Oh, oh my God, please do it like you're the Flintstones, no. and, <laughs> and I will be happy in Some of the drag years. look like Fred Flintstone's feet. I will just <laughs> leave it at that. And so does Athena, I've got to clue you in on something that you didn't immediately get in what Napoleon was saying. When he said he loves driving in car divas, he's talking about some boys. He's not talking about drag queens. Oh, I know. So drag queens are boys. But, yeah, right. You know, right. something I could read between those lines. Yes, exactly. All right. We can't Woof. wait. It's going to be exciting. And uh, we're going to be talking about this. Uh, next uh, Thursday on Gay Town Hall or It's Happening Out uh, next Wednesday and then the week following that also. So, it's a great event and we encourage you to get your tickets. Woo!
Thank you. The environment uh, we live in is an important part of the LGBTQ community in our transition of continuing at Q News tonight. Feeling isolated or that you can't be your true self isn't pleasant at all. So tonight we celebrate the places where you aren't just allowed to be who you are, but it is celebrated. So we are going to bring you a photo essay that we've uh, created here at Queer News Tonight's uh, tonight called the top five gayberhoods. Spoiler alert, there might be a little bit of bias in this photo essay. Watch this. From sea to shining sea, these five cities are a safe haven for the LGBTQ community. Tonight Q News presents the top five gayberhoods in America. Number five, Greenwich Village, New York. Home to Stonewall Inn, this is where the gay rights movement began. Number 4. Boystown, Illinois. This unique neighborhood blends right into the surrounding city. Number 3. Midtown Atlanta, Georgia. The High Museum of Arts and Atlantic Station call this neighborhood home. Number 2. The Castro in San Francisco, California. By far, one of the most historic gay neighborhoods in the USA. Number 1. Wilton Manors, Florida. The gayest place on planet Earth. Our ranking may have been a little biased, so tell us in the comments, which is your favorite gay neighborhood? As always, thank you for watching. Please subscribe, like, follow, and ring the bell. Not who you thought? Write in. Complain. I'd love that. Happening on Television Network is broadcasting on our brand new set here in partnership with the Sunshine Cathedral. This is the world's largest queer church in Fort Lauderdale, Wilton Manors, uh, Fort Lauderdale. Athena, have you been in a church? Uh, fear of bursting into flames? Anything like that? No? Can I lie in here? Or <laughs> <laughs> We always How does joke. Every day? Exactly. We always joke. This is the gayest place on planet Earth. And our support of their Sunday celebration is the largest LGBTQ religious broadcast in the entire world every Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, and it is completely live. We encourage you to tune in. Sunshine Cathedral is my queer church. Watch this. a domestic violence victims advocate with the Department of Children and Family Services in beautiful Fort Myers, Florida. Sunshine Cathedral is my queer church. We'd also like to thank our set designer, Concepto Modern Living here in Fort Lauderdale for making this set in this amazing queer church campus possible. 
We're going to end tonight's broadcast with the big finish. These are short story mentions of LGBTQ news or news with a gay perspective. So here we go, first on Queer News Tonight's The Big Finish. Elton John, he holds peace talks with his ex-wife to settle bitter legal battle out of court. He suffered, or she suffered, quote, recurring nightmares, agoraphobia, anxiety, depression, fear, and has had to relive her past constantly. Yeah, I can't relate to that at all, living in Florida. <laughs> yeah. Shame on you. Stop trying to get money from Elton John. Go back to wherever you came from, witch. Mm. It's got enough to go around, girl. Let her get a piece of it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Elton John is now paying what we like to call, it's a secret little gay guy's joke, the gay tax. We came out, we married. Mm. It gets you in trouble. I love Elton John, and may his checks always clear. The Big Finish, Dale Hughley mocks Andrew Gillum for coming out halfway as bisexual. Is he a king of comedy or a king of irrelevance, scratching for more intelligent, uh, attention? Hashtag Team DL, as he's going by on every post he makes now, must be because he's on the DL. Because honestly, I can't imagine why someone that's straight would be attacking someone that is on the queer spectrum so vehemently. Then again, I always preferred Cedric and Bernie, so who knows? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just such a shame that my Andrew Gillum had to come out in this way um you know i really commend him for this it's got to be really tough especially with the magnifying glass over him his wife and everything that happened with his story but um this is kind of deplorable i have yeah. to say and um, you know what's really sad about how terrible this story is is that he did all of those drugs and all of those boys in that south beach hotel room <laughs> and you weren't there Wait, well, well, I want to be there. I want to be Who do you there. think was holding the camera? I was <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, wait, y'all say that like I don't want it to be true. <laughs> I don't get people making fun of someone for coming out, given how hard it can be. Okay, Insecurity. So we're making jokes. We understand. But it's like making fun of Deal Hughley for the same reason, for being one-fourth comedian because he's only funny a quarter of the time at best if that the big finish the weakest link the new host is lgbtq's jane lynch and you are going to love it see everybody this is the real reason i'm back tonight it's for the LGBTQ community because the real reason I'm here is that we have decided we have voted and Al Ferguson you are the weakest link. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> oh, oh, it's yeah. going to be cute. I can't wait to watch. I love Jane Lynch. Yeah. You're, wait, Athena, we've just met tonight. You're not going to come to my aid and defend me? No, I'm here. If you're the weakest link, then does I, do I shift over a seat? Like, take the center <laughs> ring? I mean... My gosh, you've been here 35 minutes and already you're taking the, <laughs> the moderator seat. My goodness. I love Athena. Everything said about drag queens is true. <laughs> And unsaid. Am, now, in terms of The Weakest Link, I am very excited for this. I really am. Obviously, she was great in Glee, but just in general, Jane Lynch is an amazingly talented actress. And she, I cannot wait to hear the reads and the side eyes that she is going to give on this uh, show. The Big Finish. And this is true. 
Can we please use our heat ray on protesters around America? Oh my God. The Trump administration ass. Okay, the only consent I give for a heat ray to be used on me is when it comes from the salacious eyes oh of my, my God. <laughs> Superman. I haven't heard about Henry Cavill. Okay, uh, he is just gorgeous and I would love his heat vision all over my body and he could make me wet and warm and happy and excited. <laughs> oh my God, what are we talking right, about? Let's well, turn to Dr. When, Athena. When I, when I read this headline, I was like, is this really true? And then I thought, you know, I could use a heat ray every now and then, <laughs> to, to be honest with you. I was like, where can I get one of those things? Yeah. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yum. Oh, there's so many jokes here, Athena. Uh, uh, at this point, I don't know why the Republican Party just doesn't put an ad out listing henchmen wanted. And they just meet in some shadowy room as terrifying music plays <laughs> in the background. Own being the villain. It's more respectable than the way you're currently doing it. The big finish. Did you hear? Peru's president faces impeachment vote amid the lethal coronavirus outbreak in that country. Meanwhile, our lethal coronavirus outbreak not only didn't get our president impeached, it actually secured that he's probably going to be in for three or five or just indefinitely as the czar of America. Mm -hmm. All hail czar Trump. Mm -hmm. You earned it. I don't know what's worse, the coronavirus or like, are we, when they said the second wave of virus, was it that he's going to get reelected in November? Is that what they <laughs> meant? The second That's wave. the second wave they were November talking about. November 4th, the second wave. Oh, yeah. Lord. That's right. And there's no vaccine. There's never going to be a vaccine <laughs> No vaccine for that. to cure That's our true. wicked needs. Uh, you know, it must really be terrible to live in a country where the president has casual disregard for thousands and thousands of deaths and it makes their citizens fend for themselves when they desperately need need some help. Wait, hold, hold on. Production is, is in my ear. What? What? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought this was a story about the United States, but apparently it is still about Peru. I suppose I should have known since even impeachment can't get rid of President Trump. A friend of mine says it's uh, roaches for raid. Roaches for Ray. Not even Clorox. I forgot one too. The big finish. The University of Georgia, yay, will host football games this fall. Yay. But they're not going to host in-person uh, in voting. The University of Georgia touts itself as the birthplace of higher public education, proving that our nation really does care more about running around uh, than a sh uh, shaped ball like Arnold, you know, I've lost that joke. Hey, Arnold. <laughs> uh, you fumbled the a, joke. A ball shaped like Hey, Arnold. You fumbled the joke. In, in, into the end zone, then a competent, secure, then securing a competent president. I mean, come on. Better How can you not have a leader? Stop. Just better to stop. Athena, you've done thousands of Joes, or, or shows. Jo <laughs> <laughs> done I've done thousands of shows, to when, be fair. When your uh, compatriot just drops it, what do you do as the uh, professional MC? Nail it. Well, I was going to catch it and throw it and pass it. Intercept. That's the word. See? Drag queens know a few things about sports. Uh, oh, three. Ex oh, I'm impressed. Or their way around balls. I, That's what you were supposed oh, to say. Yeah. I must say I'm very glad that Georgia has its priorities in order. Who needs elections and laws when it's football time? After all, this is the state where the governor 
threatens to sue the mayor of its largest city, Atlanta, for trying to take the precaution to encourage its citizens to wear a mask. Of course it's football time. Well, that is today's news for the LGBTQ community on the world's first daily LGBTQ evening news show. Remember, if it's important to the LGBTQ community, it's important to Queer News Tonight. But you must help us. Clips, click subscribe on YouTube and share this news. We are literally out of the closet and into the headlines. And this is the only source, the only source of live LGBTQ news in the world. Your community needs your support. You are not alone. We will get through this crisis together. We are here with you, and this is Queer News Tonight. So uh, thank you for joining us, America. I'm Al Ferguson, and on behalf of Napoleon Plays, welcome back, uh, guesting tonight on the show, and Athena Dion, and uh, an institution, an institutional name, I was going to say, needs to be <laughs> institutionalized <laughs> in South Florida. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you. And America, we are going to see you daily at 7 p.m. Good night, America.